Father, we thank you for your word. Oh, your word, that is power and might and grace. Speak to our hearts words of life. Encourage us, Lord God. Today, oh God, my Lord, to sit right before you like Mary. And soak up your word and don't let us just be hearers. Motivate our wills. Give us the passion to put these truths into practice. That we will be blessed by you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Glory to God. God bless you. So, hey, welcome back. Welcome back to the series that we've been uh, working on. It's been about six weeks now. Uh, we keep going forth. Uh, we'll go about ten weeks or, or more. Uh, and what we've been doing is we've been studying, studying life principles from a little book uh, in the Bible called the book of James. Uh, a small book of about five chapters, and yet it is a chock full of, of practical principles written by uh, the half-brother of Jesus, inspired by the Holy Spirit. It says the word of God is inspired by the Holy Spirit. So uh, we give God the glory because we know the wisdom is not from man. And here is something that you ought to know about James. You see, James, who was the half-brother of Jesus, he was a skeptic. He wasn't from the beginning a believer. Not until after Jesus had resurrected himself uh, from death. Uh, and uh, he became a believer. And after that, James became a committed believer and became the leader of the first church in Jerusalem. Um, now, the reason God inspired him to write uh, this book is that the, the, the early church, first century church in Jerusalem, uh, were being persecuted severely by the Roman Empire, right? They were under the control, uh, under the imperialistic regime of the Roman Empire. Uh, and, uh, you know, they made a rule that all Christians should leave. Leave. And so they were scattered. Um, uh, they were unable to meet publicly for worship, to be able to study the word of God. And so it is under these circumstances, in this time of, of, of danger, in this time of intense stress, where they even couldn't come together to encourage one another to pray together as a, as a body of Christ and to receive God's word that God inspired James to write this amazing practical book. So we come to chapter 3, and in chapter 3, James has been focusing on how we can relate wisely with one another by becoming a peacemaker so that we can receive what God calls a harvest of goodness, receive a blessing. We live in chaotic times, right? I mean, don't you agree with that? What happened in first century is still ongoing in our time. We desperately need a message of peace and unity. This is a time of great chaos, a time of uh, fighting, conflict, injustice, literally going on in every part of the world. In every country, every continent, there is what? There is tension, there is conflict, there is war, there is strife, there is hostility going on. Happening at the family level, going to the city and nation level, all the way up to continents. This is a very, 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 very tense time. And all you got to do is turn on your news. And, and, and in the nation that we live in, it has, I think, even gone up to a, a climax. People are being innocently murdered because of their race. You remember a few years ago, a black church in Atlanta where they were having a Bible study, a small group of people who got together on an evening to study the Bible. Somebody walked right in, they walked in and pulled the gun and shot to kill people because of their race. You remember a Jewish synagogue shooting in, in Pittsburgh 
Lately, remember, a guy who was looking around for black people found that in Brooklyn, there's a bunch of black people who will be shopping at a grocery store, went in and shot a bunch of people. Oh, lately, you remember someone going to a Mexican community. Uh, Uvalde Elementary School shooting elementary school kids. Why? There's a lot of rage, conflict, infighting, wickedness in the heart of people. Just last week, 4th of July celebration, while people were celebrating, enjoying Independence Day, here's a guy going into Highland Park in Illinois, doing what? Shooting innocent people. Not to mention, not to mention the shooting of black people that has gone on in our country. All over the world in our season, there's tension, there's infighting, there's conflict, there's injustice, there's chaos going on. So what's the way out of this chaos? You see, what happened in first century, first century Jerusalem, where these, these first Christians were being butchered, were being destroyed, were being murdered, were going through a lot of situations, it's still happening in our land, in our age. So you ask, what's the way out of chaos? What's the way out of confusion, conflict? What's the way out of the mess that we are in right now? Well, the answer is always in the book of life, the manual that God has given us, the Bible. We need to turn to God, and there we find his word for direction, his word to give us living principles in a time and a season of confusion and conflict and stress. Rudeness has gone through the roof. Would you believe that? Rudeness is on the increase in the day and age we live in. Well, we come back that by the truth of God's word. God says, hey, I want to equip you with, with my word. I want you to allow you, yourself so that my Holy Spirit will come in your heart so that you are a peacemaker. That I use you in that home, on the job, in that community, in that church, uh, in that family. That you will be my pass-through. You will be my agent. That I will radiate my peace through you so that what peace will reign over conflict. Unity will reign over division. Uh, and, so we, and so let's jump right into this portion of scripture. James 3. Uh, let's read that. Uh, it says, who is wise and understanding among you. Look right on your, on your, on your handout. Let them show it by their good life, by good deeds, in humility that comes from wisdom. But if you harbor envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom doesn't come down from heaven, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. Help me out. Let's read together. Verse 16. For where you have what? Envy and selfish ambition. There you will find disorder and every evil practice. Verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from above is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Verse 18. Those who are what peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness. Let's read verse 18 one more. Those who are what peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of goodness and that is the key verse right there key verse right there right and God is saying hey I want I, I want to use my people you are my light you are my salt in this saltless world you are the conduit you are the bridge from heaven in which God wants to infuse in your home in your community in your workplace in your church in your wherever you are in, a, in traffic, going to the grocery store, getting gas in your car, whatever you're doing, sitting down, laying down, going out for a walk, in all your interactions with humankind, God says, I want you to be my peacemaker. 
that in and through you there will be peace and unity in this broken world and in turn I'm going to what bless you really 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 good and James is saying every day in our relationship we are planting seeds seeds of peace uh, it could be seeds of anger could be seeds of jealousy could be seeds of peace could be seeds of, of confidence could be seeds of insecurity could be seeds of jealousy could be seeds of pride but God is saying he said all those seeds whatever you sow you will inevitably reap it so I want you to sow seeds of peace so that you will reap what a harvest of goodness but if you sow any other seed, what? There will be all kinds of evil practice that will happen. Now, this same portion of scripture, this same theme that James is teaching also, Jesus taught that, right? So we know it came from the Holy Spirit. It came from the Spirit of Jesus himself. Because look at what Jesus tells us in Matthew 5, 9, right? You remember this portion of scripture? In the Beatitudes, Jesus said what? He says what? God blesses those who work for peace, for they will be called the children of God, right? New International Version says what? Blessed are the peacemakers for they shall inherit the kingdom of God they will be called children of God it says their life will be set apart that people will look at them and says oh you know what you are God's child there's something different something special about your life God says I will set you apart that even though you live in this world you'll be identified with one that is not of this world kingdom glory kingdom blessing <laughs> amen kingdom breakthrough kingdom affection will surround your life if you allow yourself to be a peacemaker, God says, I will bless you. God will bless those who are peacemakers. For the outside world will look at you and says, look, you are not just your last name. You are not just the country you come from. You are not just your race, your gender, your background. Your gen your, 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 the trajectory of your life has changed. You are now a child of God. <laughs> something, something godly is happening in your life. Something amazing, something extraordinary, something heavenly is happening in your life. Now we have set you apart. Glory to God. Oh, Jesus. You will be identified as a child of God. You will be identified as one who bears, who bears the attributes of God, the blessing of God, the goodness of God. Oh, the marks of God will be evident in your life because what you are allowing yourself to be used by God as a peacemaker in a broken world so how can I plant seeds of peace well James tells us that we plant seeds of peace by living in wisdom and he, James breaks it down first he defines what real wisdom is then he differentiates the wisdom from this world from the, the wisdom from God and then he tells us how we can operate in wisdom so first he defines what real wisdom is so let's look at it he tells us that wisdom is a lifestyle wisdom is not something you say but something that you do so verse 13 right off the bat look at this it says look at this james 3 13 he says well, who is wise and understanding among you let them what show it by their good life their deeds done in humility that comes from from wisdom it says wisdom has nothing to do with your intelligence and everything to do with your relationships everything to do with your character James says if you say you are wise then prove it wisdom is a lifestyle it is seen it is demonstrated it is it, 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 it's 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 activated in our relations with people not a matter of words but works then he differentiates between earthly wisdom and godly wisdom 
And he takes verse 14 and 16 and he marks that for us. He says, look at what earthly wisdom is. In other words, here's what common sense, street smart will be. Just living by own emotion, living by just the way you are without hearkening to the word of God, without leaning on wisdom from heaven. He says, this is what your lifestyle will be, will, will, will embody. Read that with us, right? Look at verse 14 and 16. He says, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your heart, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom doesn't come from heaven. Heaven, but it is what earthly so this is what earthly wisdom is it but it's earthly unspiritual demonic for where you have envy and selfish ambition there you find disorder and every evil practice so he says the cause of 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 all kinds of conflict and infighting and injustice going on that's the heart of it is the wisdom from 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 this world bitterness envy right uh, selfish ambition, me, 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 me. I want to have my way. I want to get ahead of you. I want to be better than you. And what happened? I, 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 you know, I'm me and you are you and we are different. I don't like you. Why are you doing this? Why? You do? that, that, that's the heart of it. And it says it's on scripture. It says it's even demonic. It has been fueled by... By, by Satan, who is the author of confusion, who is the, 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 who is wicked, who is evil. He says it comes from him. And says there will be all kinds of disharmony and all kinds of evil that will come out from that. And so lack of godly wisdom causes all kinds of disorder and problems and chaos and confusion. This is what we see in our world. Happened in the first century and happens now until then. Nothing has changed. So how do we get rid of it? How do we get rid of that in our homes, in our relationships, on the job, in our churches, in our communities, everywhere we go? God's saying, practice godly wisdom. And it gives us six characteristics of a wise person. He says, hacking on to these, practice these. Forget about what's, what's going on in the world, what others are doing, what you have been taught, what you've seen, what your environment is feeding you, and embrace the wisdom from heaven. This is not common sense. You're not going to get it naturally by your own emotions because your emotions will cause you to be envious, to be jealous, to be, pride, to, to be prideful, to be angry, to have selfish, emotion, selfish ambition. But hone in, hone in on godly wisdom. And when you have that, it says that's what will make you a peacemaker, which will cause you to inherit a harvest of goodness from the Lord. Now, what are these six characteristics of wise people? Uh, let's read that. Look at verse 17 right on the screen in your sermon outline. It says, well, the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all, what? Pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And, and uh, in part one, we looked at three of them. We looked at three of them. We said to live with wisdom and relate to others with others so that I can, I can reap a harvest of goodness. First of all, what? Wisdom, first of all, is pure. I must what? Not compromise my integrity. Instead, I must live with honesty. The message is right on, on the church's website, uh, favorlife.org. Go and listen to it. Secondly, it says wisdom is what? Peace-loving. In other words, I must not provoke your anger. Instead, I must work to what? To, to maintain harmony. Uh, number three, we looked at that. He says, wisdom is what? Is what? Considerate. In other words, I must not minimize your feelings. Instead, I must be what? Considerate. Wisdom that comes from heaven. First of all, pure is peace-loving. 
is considered. Now let's 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 continue. The fourth is this. The next is this. If I'm wise, read that with me. If I'm wise, I, I want what criticize your suggestions. Instead, I will seek to learn from them. Seek to learn from them. And James uh, uh, is, 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 is a wise person can learn from anybody, right? A wise person can learn from anybody. A wise person is not defensive. It says a wise person is open to reason. A wise person is not stubborn. A wise person is, is willing to listen and learn. And James teaches this. He says what? Wisdom is what? Submissive. Say that with me. Wisdom is what? Submissive. Wisdom is submissive. Now, the original word translated submissive, elpiates, is used only one time in the New Testament. And it doesn't really mean submissive. It means that what? Reasonable, help me out, willing to listen, willing to be open to ideas and suggestions. He says wisdom is reasonable. Wisdom from heaven, wisdom that comes from God, wisdom that enables you to be used by God as a peacemaker in a chaotic, in a conflict-wrecked world is what? Submissive. That was is reasonable. It's one that is willing to listen to others, is open to ideas and suggestions. The revised standard versions translates this word like this. It says what? Wisdom is what? Open to what? Reason. Oh, the living Bible or translate this word as this. It says wisdom is what allows discussion and is willing to yield to others. It's okay if somebody has a last word. It's okay every now and then. Even when you have a mistake to say, look, I'm sorry. To get back on track. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay to be in a state where for the sake of peace and unity, you find your way back to seeking what is most important. The priority in your life is that you have peace in your life. And to have peace in your life, you operate, you and I operate as a peacemaker, even when we are in the wrong. Even when it's 5%, 5%, 1%, 2%, 3% of us, of our own doing, where we are the corporate, and they did 99.999%, God is saying, uh, you know, be reasonable. Be in a space in your life where you are willing to listen, you are willing to be open to ideas and suggestions. You sit back and say, hey, here's something I could do differently to be able to bring what? Peace in this situation. Wisdom from above. It's easy to be entreated, easy to be convinced. It's not my way or the highway. It's not I want it my way and no other way. You, it, it's, it's, it's win or loss. No, it's not. Oh, God wants us to be reasonable people. He wants us to be reasonable people on the job, in our relationship, everywhere we go. He wants us to be reasonable. Yes, we're not perfect, but every now and then we catch ourselves to say, Am I being, am I acting? In reason. Am I working towards peace by allowing the Holy Spirit to use me as a peacemaker where I am willing to listen, I'm willing to be open to ideas and suggestions, and when the Spirit of God speaks to me, even against my own emotions, I can say, yes, Lord. Your way, not my way. Your will, not my will. The Bible says if you are wise, you'll be reasonable, you'll be open to suggestions. A wise person doesn't say, don't confuse me with the facts. I've already made up my mind. A wise person doesn't say, this is the way I've always done it, and so this is the way it's going to be from here on. A wise person doesn't say, it is my opinion, and if you want me, you better come ask me. 
A wise person looks for opportunity to be reasonable, to engage. Looks for reasons to bring others along on the journey so that unity and peace is being enhanced. A wise person is not annoying. He or she doesn't provoke one's anger. He or she doesn't minimize the feelings of others. A wise person doesn't criticize other people's suggestions. It's not defensive. It says, let's not be oversensitive. Oftentimes, that's what we are, right? I mean, I've got to raise both hands up. I mean, somebody looked at me in a certain kind of way, said something, they would, you know, and then I get mad, and I get ticked off. It's my pride. It is, it is, it is my dignity that I think is being hurt. And God is saying, don't be oversensitive. For peace to work out, sometimes you got to give up something of yourself so that you can get something from somebody so that together you can move along on the right path. Oh, I heard about a new pastor, a young guy who just came out of seminary, was hired to be a pastor of his very first church. He was preaching his first sermon. He was so nervous about it. And so in the sermon, he told the congregation, you know what? I want to be a better preacher. And so at the end of the service, if you can tell me what I didn't do right so that I can improve, I will be appreciated. So he finished the sermon and he walked right to the front door greeting people as they walked about. And one guy called Jim came back and says, Pastor, your sermon stunk. This is the most horrible sermon I've ever heard in my life. Well, that's not constructive criticisms, right? And so the, 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 the young pastor trying to be open about it says, Well, Brother Jim, what specifically stunk? What was specifically horrible in the sermon? The guy said, First of all, you read your notes from starting to finish. You didn't look at anybody. Second, you read it poorly. Thirdly, it wasn't even worth reading what you called a sermon. <laughs> now, obviously, this young pastor's feelings is hurt. You can tell his, his own face is just, oh, my goodness, I've blown it. And right after that, one of the members, they saw that he came around and says, oh, don't worry, pastor. Don't pay attention to Jim. Jim only repeats what he hears everybody else saying. <laughs> if we are wise, we'll be open to suggestions. And sometimes we may not like what we hear, but it, it may be some, some wisdom in that to be able to help ourselves correct so that we can become everything God wants us to be. And God is saying, don't be defensive. Now, the other book, it, 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 uh, the other wisdom book in the Bible is the book of Proverbs. So let's look at what Proverbs say, says on this topic. Look at Proverbs 12.15. Proverbs 12.15. See if you agree with that. He says what? A fool thinks he needs no advice. A wise person listens to others. Isn't that the truth? Well, how many times, you know, either in your own life or in the life of others, that if somebody just listened to somebody, somebody just heard what you have to say, if somebody just heard a different opinion from others, perhaps it would have saved them, or perhaps you and I, a lot of heartache and trouble. A fool thinks he needs no advice. The wise person, that's what listens to others. Oh, one day somebody criticized President Abraham, Clinton, uh, uh, President Abraham Lincoln for changing his mind. Criticized, you, you, you said this before, now you're changing your mind. And here's what he said. He said, I don't think much of a person who is not wiser today than they were yesterday. 
It's okay to change your mind. It's okay to reverse course. When you learn new truth, when you come to a place where this is something new that I didn't know before, but now I've grown up. He says, yes, that's okay. You want to criticize me from changing my mind? You want to criticize me from listening, from watching that the way I did things before wasn't right, but now I found a better way to do that? He says, guess what? A wiser person is somebody who, yes, they did it one way then in their marriage, in their relationship, in their, pa- in their parenting, on the job, in their, in their relationship with their spouse, with their kids, but now they found out it didn't work then, and so I'm not going to be burying down that road doing what it didn't work in the past. Oh, look at what Proverbs tells us. Look at the same portion of scripture we read, Proverbs 12, 15. Look at it in the, in the Good News translation. It says what? A stubborn fool considers his own way the right way but a person who listens to advice is what wise so the fact that you think it's right doesn't always make it right right <laughs> uh, i like it <laughs> i like the scripture in the, uh, in the good news translation it says what stupid people always think they are right but what wise people listen to what advice and, and James, in spite of all the spirit, comes and tells us what well, he says. Wisdom that comes from above is submissive. That 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 one every suggestion shouldn't be dismissed by us, but instead, what well, we we gotta learn from that. Even somebody who's criticizing you, there, there's there's something you can learn from that. It can either reinforce your opinions. It can either really reinforce your convictions. That this is the right way, this is the, and so, and so I'm going to go that route, that all of a sudden now you have found new wisdom, new strength to be able to defend the path that you're going, or it may expose you to something that otherwise you may not have seen. Where I come from, there's a product that says, the person who is what, cutting a path, you don't know what's behind you. You don't know how crooked your path is. Glory to Almighty God. If it's true, let's listen to it and learn from it. If it's false, what? Hear it. Right? Ignore it. Forget about it. But that all the while, reinforce what you believe. But oh, if there is reason to be able to garner wisdom from that, we should receive that. If I'm wise, I won't criticize your suggestions, but I will what? Listen to it. Oh, if we can only listen. We only learn to listen. How much we'll learn and get ahead in life.